Indianapolis Colts first. Then we'll talk about the Pacers. We'll talk about Indiana basketball as well. Indiana basketball ranked atop the conference by Andy Katz. We'll talk about whether that's good news or bad news, frankly. This is Breakfast with Ken for Friday, June 10th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution, and they execute it perfectly every single time. Call Johnson's Plumbing. Wonderful people. You're going to enjoy doing business with them. They've done work for us three times, three for three. Wonderful work. 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Ring the like bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. If you want to make a donation, we enjoy that. Thank you very much. Uh, before we talk about Matt Ryan, I want to talk about a roster move that was made yesterday by the Colts. It's kind of interesting. Jordan Glasgow cut by the Colts, waived by the Colts, to be more specific. He was a special teams guy drafted out of Michigan in the sixth round in 2020. He's played 25 games. Good guy on on special teams. He was sent packing. That's really good news. You know what? One man's terrible news is another man's really good news. And this is really good news for JoJo Doman, the linebacker out of Nebraska, who is an undrafted free agent, the Colts, as you get rid of a guy. And, like, Doman is... Glasgow, but two years younger, right? That's that's kind of who he is. He projects as maybe an upgrade a little bit, and the Colts obviously saw him as such, and so they made the move on Glasgow, who we feel bad for, but that's the way it goes. He really kind of outkicked his coverage coming out of uh, Michigan, making the roster, getting on the field, doing good work. Maybe somebody else is going to pick him up. Good for them. Uh, they signed a guy named Carrion Patton, a defensive tackle, 6'1", 291 pounds. We'll see if he makes the team. Uh, I've told you about my dark horses to make the team uh, based upon work in the OTAs and what do you or, and, and minicamp. What do you see at minicamp? You see seven on seven without contact. Really hard to appraise the level of of uh, you know excellence that any of these guys embody except the receivers and except the quarterback. And, and what we saw the last three days out at the Colts complex was trying to just hit the thanks button. Thanks button, bonk, and, and there you go. That's all you got to do to donate is hit the thanks button right below the box. Nice. Uh, that's a question I don't mind ask, uh, answering. At any rate, you see the quarterbacks, you see the receivers, you see the DBs. And, and that's really about it. This is a passing camp, like Frank Reich said yesterday. And so we evaluated Matt Ryan at a level we've been unable to uh, to this point. And he looks uh, crazy accurate. You know, throws a great ball. No wobble in the ball at all. Zero wobble in the ball. And, and puts it right where a guy wants. And we spent about nine minutes talking to Matt Ryan yesterday. And what Matt Ryan, by the way, you can see that whole thing or hear that whole thing right here posted yesterday afternoon. Uh, he, You want to know why people really don't think of him as a guy, an elite level quarterback in the media. It's because he's not an elite level media guy. He talks, he is so similar in style in, in the way he speaks to Frank Ryan. He doesn't say a negative thing about anybody. He doesn't say anything that's really sticky. 
He throws no interceptions verbally, none. So you wind up with, at the end of the nine minutes, you're kind of like, yeah, what do you say? So you have to go back and you have to listen again, and you have to kind of listen closely and try to figure out what in the world he was talking about and, and what he said. And what you got is, thank you very much, Philip. I appreciate that. Um, nice donation from Philip. What you got from Matt Ryan is that what he's trying to learn from the guys, from his receivers, is how they track balls and uh, kind of where they, uh, where they put their hands when they catch the ball. That's how specific he is in delivering the ball. There are, I guarantee you, guarantee you that that has not been an issue with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz does not think in those terms whatsoever. Matt Ryan is thinking about how guys track balls and where they put their hands to receive the ball so he knows exactly how to deliver it and exactly where to deliver it. That's really interesting to me. Uh, Matt Ryan said that he and his relationship with Frank Reich is excellent, as you would guess, because they seem like replicants. Uh... They've made strides. He and the receivers have made strides over the past few weeks. There's a lot of talent. Everybody says that. There's a lot of talent in the receiver room. I got to tell you the truth. I don't see it. I, I see Michael Pittman Jr. is a two um, and, and have told you that for a long time. Uh, Pierce, Alec Pierce, I don't know what you got in Pierce. We're going to see as, as, how he plays on Sunday. He is, he is thin, really thin, looks thin is thin. Paris Campbell gets injured a lot. And then you got a bunch of guys. you got Desmond Patman, Mike Strawn, uh, Ashton Doolin. Strawn we saw yesterday out and about on the field, but didn't see him do anything. Uh, wasn't kind of active. I, I don't know whether he's got an injury or what. you got Kiki Kute. I mean, I, I, where's that talent? I don't know. I, I really like Michael Pittman Jr., but he is what he is. Paris Campbell gets hurt, like I said, and Alec Pierce, we haven't seen get hit. I don't know what's going to happen to that slight body when he gets hit. Is he Jordy Nelson? Is he Chris Collinsworth? Or is he a guy that when somebody puts his pads in his hip, he's going to snap in two? I can't tell. We're going to have to figure it out. Now, at the tight end position, I kind of like what the Colts have got. I like Jelani Woods a lot. He moves really, really well. Moves much better right now than he did on tape from Virginia. Uh, Ogletree, Anthony Ogletree or Andrew Ogletree, I like him a lot. He was a sixth-round pick. He he looks pretty good, and he looks and he and Woods both are enormous. And Moali Cox looked pretty good, so I like the tight end position out of the backfield. Naheem Hines looks explosive, man. I love the way Naheem Hines looks. Um. There's an advantage for Matt Ryan, this is kind of interesting, to having the young receivers. And the advantage is they haven't built habits. So Matt Ryan can work with those guys and kind of mold those guys into the receivers he wants to work with, if that makes sense. And and have those guys do things kind of in the Matt Ryan receiver way, rather than their own way. You know, if you get like a 31-year-old wide receiver who's been around and around, and that's not to be specific about anybody, but this guy does what this guy does, 
uh, that becomes a thing that Matt Ryan has to adjust to, and I'm sure he would happily do that. But with young guys, he can say, here's how I would prefer you do this. And they say, oh, okay, yes, sir, Mr. Ryan. You know, that kind of works for a quarterback. Tom Allen was at practice yesterday, the ice football coach. I don't know what Tom Allen's doing in the weight room. Tom Allen has to be the best conditioned, strongest head football coach in the Power Five. He is. He was wearing that kind of that typical Tom Allen short sleeve thing, and his back looked like Quentin Nelson's. Like he is big. He is ready to get on the field and play. I think he's in the weight room as much as his players are in the weight room. The thing that I think you can take from a Colts practice and and transmit down to Bloomington is organization. Like there is very little wasted time, even in minicamp, very little wasted time in the hour and 40 minutes that these guys spend working. They get after it. They move from station to station quickly and the organization is tremendous. And I got to tell you the truth, at the college level, it uh, the um, organization and and the amount of work the amount of efficiency is not at an NFL level, and I think that college, the college game could step that up. And the more that they audit an NFL practice and see the way guys move sort of from station to station and the speed with which the reps are administered, that can become a good thing for Indiana football because of Tom Allen being there. Indiana basketball, let's talk about IU basketball. Andy Katz of BTN ranks Indiana at the top of the conference, Michigan State second, and then uh, Illinois, then Michigan, Purdue sixth. I always go back to what Dan Dockage says about rankings. Who's ranking the rankers, right? Who, who's in charge of that? Like, the ranking only means as much as your respect for the ranker would allow. And so what do you think Andy Katz? Do you think Andy Katz knows a tremendous amount about Big Ten basketball? If you, and, and is able to, obviously he's able to talk to coaches and, and build relationships with coaches and get information, right? That's what he does. But does he know basketball enough to be able to rank these guys in a way that you trust at the end of the season it's going to wind up being Indiana, Michigan State, Illinois, and Michigan. If you love Andy Katz, this ranking is great news. If you, uh, if your respect for Andy Katz as a basketball pundit is uh, wanting just a little bit, this is not great news. It's no news because he, you know, he may as well put pull names out of a hat. I agree with him. Indiana at the top, June tenth. 2022. But beneath that, I, I really think that Michigan is the second best team in the Big Ten. Illinois is the third best team in the Big Ten. And and then Purdue is the fourth best team in the Big Ten. I am fairly confident that I know more about college basketball than Andy Katz. I'm just saying. Uh, C.J. Carr, once believed to be an absolute lock for Michigan, right? He is Lloyd Carr's grandson, class of 24, quarterback, out of a high school very, very near Ann Arbor. He committed Notre Dame yesterday. So that that's interesting, and it's interesting in the way it sort of knocks dominoes around with the quarterbacks in the 24 class. It kind of opens up a spot 
at Michigan while it eats a spot at Notre Dame. Uh, Pacers pre-draft workout, they got real guys coming in today, baby. They got guys that they may take with the sixth overall pick. Uh, they got Dyson Daniels coming in. He, of course, of G League Ignite, 6'6", 170, top 10 guy in the draft. You've got Jeremy Sohan. He's a top 15 guy, 6'9", out of Baylor, was a freshman last year. You have Jermaine Samuels, and the only reason I bring him up, he, he's not going to go in the top 15. It may not go in the first round, maybe a second round guy. Villanova guys, I love them. I love going to the pre-draft workouts and talking to Villanova guys because they are just great interviews. Wonderful to talk to these guys. They know basketball. They know leadership because of Jay Wright. And they're just fun to talk to. And uh, Jer Jer uh, I'm Jermaine Samuels is a guy who uh, Colin Gillespie worked out a little bit earlier this week. Those guys have been teammates forever, right? Samuels and Gillespie, part of the same recruiting class, part of the national championship team back in 2018 when both were freshmen. Uh, looking forward to seeing the later workout also, which is a standalone workout, uh, Benedict Maturin of Arizona, a freshman or a sophomore in Arizona. He's a Pac-12 player of the year, 17-7, last year. He is a really good defender. If you want a dark horse guy who could move up in the draft, from mock drafts to that number six, if Jaden Ivey's gone, Maturin is a guy who could absolutely be that. We're, we're going to see. Uh, should be fun to watch him work a little bit later this afternoon. That workout's at 3. The earlier workout is at 11 this morning. Um, but that's a guy. And in mock drafts, you continue to see a little bit of shifting, and it doesn't matter because who did the mock draft, just like Andy Katz, right? That deal is uh, uh, Jaden Ivey could fall to six. I'm just telling you. So um, NBA Finals, they continue tonight. Steph Curry, is he going to play? That's old deal. If he can play, if he's ambulatory, if he can generate up force with those legs to get into the shot so he's accurate with the shot, Warriors have a good chance to win game four. If he can't play at a high level, Warriors have no chance to win game four unless Klay Thompson just goes off. By the way, I heard this on ESPN. Draymond Green, more fouls than points in this series. That's never good. Uh, Archie Allen, happy birthday. The great big Joe Hughes, happy birthday. Hip, hip, hooray. Uh, Joe Hughes, of course, the, uh, the honorary chancellor of the uh, Hip, Hip, Hooray Club. Chip Baston. Happy birthday, Steve Konefsky. Happy birthday, uh, Emily Brown, Harriet Hyatt Hughes. Happy birthday, Wilson Trust. The great Alejandro Ray celebrating a birthday, Steve Byers. The great Amber Denny. Happy birthday, uh, Skip Thomas, Shannon Timpy. Happy birthday, and the great Kevin Robinson. Happy birthday. We were program directors together in St. Louis for a little bit of a time. Kevin Robinson knows how to put together a radio station. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. A little bit later today, we'll do Inside Indiana Sports Now from uh, downtown because we are, of course, going to be in attendance for the Pacers workouts a little bit later today. Cannot wait. The weekend beginning with a little bit of classic rock tonight out at Ruoff 
we've got Loverboy, Styx, and REO Speedwagon. How about them apples? No, Dennis DeYoung with Styx, but that's okay. I don't like Dennis DeYoung. Uh, you got James Young. You've got Tommy Shaw. You got one of the Panazos. That sticks to me. I'm good with it. Let's go. And then Kevin Cronin with REO. It's going to be fun. We're going to sit out in the lawn. We're going to have a good time. You should too.